Penn State fans, uh, quite the game uh, you guys just witnessed. Bob Flounders here. I'm in Harrisburg. I'm joined remotely by David Jones, who is in Bloomington, who, who got an up-close-and-personal look at one of the more incredible uh, finishes in Penn State history. It did not go the Lions' way. I don't know that I've seen many games with many more momentum swings and crazy plays. And, and crazy decisions. Crazy decisions, Dave. It just was uh, – it was just – I mean, I was just thinking, Dave, um, I'll get your opinion in a second. I was, you know, Penn State lost a tough game in the Rose Bowl. They lost a couple of tough games to Ohio State in 2017 and 2018. But, Dave, I'm going to say this. This game is in the running for one of the toughest losses, I think, of the James Franklin era just because of the way that it played out. I mean, it literally, Dave, was the definition of an improbable Indiana win. It just – it just shouldn't have shook out the way that it did. It was, yeah, it's a gut punch loss. But the other ones, I wouldn't have felt as bad about the USC loss. I mean, they went down swinging, and Trace McSorley threw a pick, doing what he'd been doing all year. Um, their defense couldn't stop USC. That wasn't this. This is what could have happened one of those other trips here. When was that? Four years ago, when when they or two years ago, when they almost pissed away. Thirty-three twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could have happened this time through harebrained in-game decisions. And I mean, any way you game out that end of the game where they're up twenty-one twenty on the fourteen-yard line with a minute forty-eight, it's somewhere between eight and fifteen yeah. seconds left with Indiana getting the ball with no timeouts on whatever, their 20-yard line right. with 45 yards to go for a school record field goal attempt. You know, what is that, two plays? If you do that. Now, you can tell your running back to run and get as far as possible. Devin Ford. Everyone's got to be clear on the plan. Uh, you take a timeout, and everyone's got to be clear on the plan. Everyone in the offensive huddle has to be clear, don't score. And certainly, if you get a first down, that's it. You get a first down, and you don't score, end of game. Uh, this has happened over and over with James Franklin in game management issues. And, you know, if I was a Penn State fan, I would be pissed off. It, it really yeah. – it, it just shouldn't happen. This isn't the same as USC or any other tough loss in my opinion, under, under James Franklin. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same, Dave, in, in the fact that Penn State, I think, could easily have won all three of those games, too. I mean, they were one-third yeah, down yeah. diversion against put, but, but the USC out of reason. three. They blew a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter to Ohio State. They had a double-digit lead at home to Ohio State at home. And, it, I mean, the, 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 the Devin Ford uh, touchdown run, it was pretty clear he knew that he messed up because he, he – he, got, he barely got into the end zone, and he, he caught himself. I think he was told, Dave, what to do, and he, in, the, in, the, in the heat of the moment, he forgot. I think he was told what to do, too. But you've you got to make sure everyone knows, and if you don't think everyone knows, right. or everyone isn't quite clear, or you don't trust people who might not have played too much, then you take a knee. Right. You take a knee. Right. You take a knee. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's like a 98 percent chance you're going to win them yeah. and 
This wasn't, man. Yeah. You could, you could see it. Everyone go, whoa, man, this is trouble. There's yeah. a minute 42 left. That's, a, that's an eternity. Uh, Panix had not played well, but yeah. even, even he, it seemed like that turned on his light bulb, yeah. and all of a sudden he was a world beater. I mean, and, and, you know, it was the obvious play, I guess, for Tom Allen, but pretty shrewd of him, too. I, I think I, – I think – uh, I know that you've always liked Tom Allen for a, a number of reasons. Not, of coach, man. Not, not only because he can coach, but for what he's done to build up the program, for his feelings. I know his feelings, strong feelings about Friday Night Football, all that. But having said all that, that guy, that guy showed the heart of the lion in this game. And I, I just love the decision he made in overtime. He had enough of losing to Penn State, and he was going to take a shot. I loved it. And uh, it was just a phenomenal for a sloppy did, game. What, before I forget, what did that moment and who did it remind you of when he went yeah. for two? Through that well, it, it didn't remind me. It reminded me of Billy O'Brien against Michigan. It wasn't a two-point play, but he disdained. He went forward on fourth down, and I think they scored a touchdown on a Billy Belton run. Oh, it, reminded, it, reminded me of Chris, it reminded me of Chris Peterson against Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, in the first of all. And um, to, unfortunately, it reminded indeed, me a little yeah, bit of Tom Osborne against Miami, but we're not going to go. <laughs> into that. Dave, we're not going to go into that. Well, in, in in this way, in this way, Boise knew they really they couldn't go on much longer with Oklahoma with superior athletes. And in the same way, I mean, Penn State has recruited at a sure. different level than Indiana, and Tom Allen is looking at this thinking, Yeah, all right. It was now or never. They're we, never going to get him. This was it. We just scored. We got within one. We're not going to let this go on all day. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do or die right here. And then Penix's stretch. Holy crap. I mean, Dave, the whole, Dave, the whole key, he switched the ball into the right hand. If he keeps it in his left hand, he's not going to score. I didn't notice that. I he did went, not notice that. Watch the replay. Right. Switch yeah. to his right hand, the closer hand. Right. That couple inches mattered. The left well, hand never would have got there. Okay. Now let's get to this. What was your, when you first saw the replay, the most clear replay, what did you think? Well, I, I, I don't think he scored. I'm going to say that. But having said that, I think, it's, I think that they were never going to overturn it uh, because it was just too close. And, I mean, maybe, maybe the angle I saw, maybe they had a different angle they were looking at. I think he was literally an inch short of scoring. That's what I thought. Yeah, I do too. I, my, my, my judgment was that the – body of the ball hit the yeah. right of the sideline yeah. just a nanosecond yeah. man it was probably it was probably a millimeter before it hit the pylon dave dave if Penix is 6-2 and not 6-3 penn state wins <laughs> it was that close but, but i i thought they should have overturned it and yet i think greg said before we got on i asked him and he said whichever way they had decided it was you can't don't you don't overturn it yeah okay. You know, it's, uh, you know, what it comes down to is yeah. Penn State lost that game with um, a minute 48 left in they regulation. Did. They that's, did. That's, they and, did. And even – even and, the, did, and Tom Allen and Indiana did everything right, right to win yeah. it from there. You Panics made it some incredible throws against tight coverage. Oh, my God, with guys crawling on it. Guys, guys all over the top of them. Penn State's defense, which played so good, they were in position to make some plays on both – well, um, I, I shouldn't say – they were in position to make some plays on the tying touchdown drive. Adisa Isaac sacks him, face mask. And 
they get him, Dave, they get him third and nine in overtime, and they put Lamont Wade on Wafillier. And, and those two corners, Tariq Castro Fields and Joey Porter, were locking everyone down. How, how did they not match up one of those two on Wap? Uh, those, but think of all the, all the great coverage that all of the, on the other plays where it wasn't just that Penix had guys hanging all over him when he threw the ball. The ball was going boom when it came out. It's like, how did he throw that out of that mess he was yeah. in? And then how did the receivers catch it? Yeah. Really, really good coverage. It's like the defense did everything they possibly could up to, up to this much. And Indiana kept making incredible. It was unbelievable. It was un. It was unbelievable. And I'm not listen. Listen, Lamont Wade had a pretty good game. He, he, he turned the game around with the fumble recovery and the interception. But he's not their best coverage player. Yeah. And how Wap Fillier gets basically in man-to-man coverage with the game on the line, and it's not Tariq and it's not Joey Porter on him. I just, I, I thought, I thought that was a little bit surprising. Uh, but you're right. You know, Michael Penix. Tom Allen, those guys all made plays. The receivers made tough catches. Penn State's defense played well enough to win, but but Indiana just made a couple more plays. And Dave, it was just you know it was one of those games that they made so many mistakes on special teams, and they made they made they made some mistakes on offense with those early interceptions by Clifford. You yeah, just, but neither you just can't you can't survive that against a good Indiana team. Neither quarter. They almost did. The quarterback played well at all for pretty much the first three quarters. Yeah. Uh, it's all a blur now, but as I remember, as I recall it, neither, we're, we're looking after three quarters thinking this is, there was a lot of this is, what a sucky game this is, yeah. were comments around Twitter. And I mean, I was saying it too. Um, and then the amazing thing was both of those guys played pretty well down the stretch, but especially Penix. But uh, Clifford, uh, it wasn't that windy here. I mean, I it wasn't windy at all. It was a, it was he was a just very, sailing some throws. He made some very poor throws. Um, and then, but just when, you, just, when, just when you're beginning to wonder about him, he, he is just such a, I don't, it's, it's an athlete, a competitor, a tough kid. He's mental, you can tell he's mentally tough, Dave, because a lot of quarterbacks I don't think would have recovered from that start. And man, he will get up off the deck. He will. He made he made some plays with his legs because they didn't they they couldn't trust anything else. And then he makes the throw, the sixty yard throw to Dotson with the game on the line. He makes the money throw. He did his job. He, he did his job in overtime. And they were just springing leaks, Dave, from so many different angles that the the inconsistency in every phase killed them. You can't well, you can't I, I say think- that one unit. Uh, was good throughout the game. I think we've seen games like this, probably not this ragged, <laughs> in a lot of openers yeah, over that's the right. years that weren't exacerbated by a quality Big Ten team. Correct. They Absolutely. were against Youngstown State or Florida International or Coastal Carolina, right. and we just didn't see them. Right. Uh, it's a first game. It's a, it's a COVID year. It's this weird experience yeah. where they don't have enough contact. They can't do enough of anything they want to do. So that is that. And what you said about Clifford, too, I remember thinking the guy, there are guys who start playing badly and making bad throws and they get, they get down on them. They hang their heads. They hang their heads. Not that guy, man. No, it's, like, it's like he was mad. 
he was so mad. He was like, yeah. man, it, 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 F it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to run. I'll run 14 yards. Yeah. Because that's something that has nothing to do with touch. That if you're having a bad day, you know, it's, 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 it's like something you're not going to screw yeah. up. So you run. He was yeah. finding ways to get himself out of that. And that he, improvised. That he was able to improvise in, in a very, I mean, the, the crowd wasn't a factor, but it, that's Indiana, play, Indiana played hard. You know, I, I just, I think in a lot of ways, what, what Clifford was able to do after that start, Dave, it was almost heroic. You know, Shaka Tony took the game over in the fourth quarter. He's going to have nothing to show for it. Those corners, Tariq Castro Fields, that Joey Porter played tremendous. They, I don't remember Penn State corners covering like this. I, 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 shut I guys down. Yeah, I don't and, remember. And, and those are good receivers. Yeah, they, 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 they were made to look bad by that coverage. Yeah, they were, they were all over. And boy, Joey Porter. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard, but, uh, you know, you think you know, but you don't yeah, know. He's good. He is oh, good. Oh, man. Yeah. One, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Dave, and it, it kind of flew a little under the radar, but, you know, Michael Penix on those two-point conversion runs. In the one in regulation, Penn State blitzed, and it looked like he was hemmed in. He was patient, and he was able to kind of sneak out the back, the back door to tie it. And then the run where he beat Brisker to the, the pylon – for the score, you saw Antonio Shelton had no shot at running him down. The one, what I wanted to ask you about is, you know, Jesse Locata got uh, ejected from the game early in the fourth quarter for the targeting goal. Yeah. I wonder if he's on the field on those plays, if maybe it's a little different. It's, I, it's, I know it's a hypothetical, but I wonder if that hurt Penn State's defense not having him on the field for those two plays specifically. I – I wondered if they had all expected – I thought it was a really shrewd call by Allen in regulation when it was when, – when they needed the two to tie the game when it was 28-26. Yeah. When you saw that diamond uh, wide receiver set, yeah. what are you thinking? I, I tweeted yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Is it going to either be a screen or a slip screen or something like that? Yeah. Or, or, or clear it out and Fillier comes underneath. Something gets, like that. Gets inside, inside wow. leverage. Inside leverage. It's a quick throw. And they're not going to call it. They're not going to call offensive interference there. And I think the Penn State defense saw that. They called timeout. I, yeah. I would very be very curious what Brent Pry told his guys. Because Watt Fillier is the big play man. He was starting to heat up. He made a couple of great catches. And, and then they, Penn just goes in the back door. I mean, there was really only one man who can make that play. And yeah. I don't know the Pluchetta gets over there. He yeah. hadn't really run the ball up until that point, too. He had stayed in the pocket. He's not a know? terribly quick runner. He's yeah. fast, straight line. Yeah. And you saw on the, on the winning play, yeah. he didn't really rev up until he got a couple strides. He's like a racehorse. He's a long strider. He is. That's right. Watch the replay. I know you'll see it again when you get back to your hotel. He's, he has the ball in his left hand, and he's, he has it in both hands as he turns the corner, and then he switches it to his right hand, because of how he's, his body is positioned. And his right hand is actually, I think, longer than his left hand because of the angle. But not many people – I don't think a lot of quarterbacks would have done that. Would have had the poise to do it. Well, because you're not you're – like, it's a righty quarterback. You know, you want to keep – you don't usually shift the ball to your left hand. Even if – you know what I mean? It was, yeah. his, it was his offhand. Yeah. It looked like he'd done it before. Yeah. But, but, but how about just the poise to yeah. do it? When you gotta have it, man. And he made if he got it, he got it by that much, by that decision. And yeah. that's what everyone's always said about this kid. 
He played in a a lot of really good competition in the sun coast of Florida, uh, Tampa tech, and nothing bothers him. Nothing phases him. And you could say the same thing about him that you said about Clifford. Yeah. That, that he was having a lousy day. He, he, he just missed a couple of touchdowns. He, he had that guy for a touchdown, and he threw the ball 105 miles an yeah. hour, yeah. like, through his yeah. hands. It was yeah. a touchdown across yeah. the middle on third down. Yeah, well, that was – are you talking about the one he threw over the umpire's head? It was – no, he had that tight end coming across the middle, left to right, wide open in the second half. And he threw it. He threw it like ninety miles an hour, and yeah. it just was a little high. It went, but it, went there, right. was no one, there was no one there. That that went over the umpire. It was Peyton Hendershot, and it yeah. went right over the umpire's head. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. And the umpire ducked, and all of a sudden the ball comes out of out of the umpire's head, and and it like you said, he threw it so hard yeah. that it got on Hendershot like this. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of touch sometimes. Where again. Who didn't have touch when we were on the podcast on Thursday? Joe Gillum. <laughs> Jefferson <laughs> Gillum. Jefferson Street Joe Gillum. That was a good reference. reminds me a lot of him. But, but this guy will be better because he's, more, he's usually more accurate. I mean, he, he, was, he was much more accurate the last couple of seasons. Hey, let's, uh, did anything else strike you about the game? Because I, I wanted to get your big picture thoughts. Noah Kane. Yeah, I was going to say, when, when no, Noah Kane, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, that, that, that did not feel like it's going to be a one-week injury, and now the Buckeyes are standing in the way of a one-on-one start for Penn State. It's just not, it's not ideal. I mean, was, when you lose the first game this way, and then Ohio State, after Justin Fields, I think went like 39 of 40, and the one, the one play, it was like 20 to 21. His one incompletion. He was, he, was, he was grinding. It was the fourth play of the game. Yeah. And he was grinding. You know how he does. He's such a hard runner. Yeah. And I think this is what happened, but I didn't see him. I actually didn't see him limp off the field. You guys did. And I was yeah. watching live and just going back and forth. And, yeah. But I, remember, I do remember the run because he was grinding for a first down. It was, was. second was. three. And, and, and he, he was making one last churn. And I think, right. his, I think his ankle got, got caught maybe. I'm, I, I'm not sure I, what happened. Look, it, he was limping, so let's. I think it's safe to presume it was a lower, it's a lower body, lower leg yeah, injury, yeah. and you know, those don't don't just go away. You saw well. with Devin Ford, he's a good runner, but he's not an inside runner. No, and the, the, the other freshman, kid, the, the freshman is actually better at it. The other kid, Lee looked yeah. looked better doing that. He looked more like uh, like Kane, but I would really doubt that Kane's going to be available. The other thing is, man, we are still in the same situation other than, than Dotson finally getting free, which was really a busted – it was a busted coverage in the safe. Yeah, I saw. It was a well-designed play. He got sucked up, and he thought, I think he, – yeah. he got mesmerized by Clifford maybe scrambling up the yeah. middle, and he got caught in no man's land there. And, and that, was, that wasn't Jahan Dotson getting, like, wide open. Right. That, was, that was kind of a busted coverage. These guys, the, the wideouts, are not getting open. I know, I know. And, and it's not going to change against Ohio State. Clifford, yeah, against these guys. This is, yeah. this is an ordinary secondary. Yeah. They're, they're a workmanlike secondary. That they play hard. They play well. And they know what they're doing. But it's not the kind of secondary you shouldn't be able to blow by a few times. And Clifford didn't feel – he didn't take shots deep because I don't think there were any shots to take. I know, you know, in the old days of the Raiders yeah. – uh, they would just take shots deep because they wanted the, the defense to think about it, even if, even if they were all well covered. But I think that's why the Clifford didn't. But he didn't take a shot deep until, uh, what, um, Parker Washington 
uh, on the interference call. I think it was the very first shot DP took, which was before Dots and Stutz. Dave, I think I think there were about 150 combined offensive snaps in this game. I think Penn State had, was in the 80s, and I think yeah. Indiana was in the 60s. I think there were just three chunk plays in the whole game total. Two were yeah. 21 two were 21 yards and the 60 yarder to Dotson. Everything else was underneath. It was all the game was. It was some good tackling in the game, but it was just a very much of a methodical uh, game. And there, it's, it was a game of missed opportunities. You know, if there was one play, Dave, that I think Penn State would like to have back, and you could probably make a case for 12 of them. Putting Will Levis in on third and one from the Indiana seven, cold, and he looked like he he looked he looked just like he wasn't ready to go. That that was a killer. Um, I know they I missed a field goal later in the half, but they just gave away. They were I think they were two two for six or two for five in the red zone. Dave, you can't you can't I, do it, man. You can't do like, it. It's like this. I mean, everyone used to love, and we were kind of fascinated with you know good offensive line. A lot of running backs, control the games, keep the other offense off the field. But you know what? If you've got 14, 16 play drives, there's always more of a chance that something's going to go wrong. You're going to make a mistake in there, especially in a first game, especially in a game like this early in the season. Sooner or later, you're going to screw up. And they kept screwing up. I mean, what did they have? A 12-play drive and a 16-play drive with no points. Yeah. They, they basically pissed away, I think, what was it, seven? I, I was adding it up during the game. I think they, they gave Indiana 13 and pissed away 17 on their own. So yeah, it was Cliff, the Clifford stuff. interceptions resulted in 10 Indiana points. Uh, Pinnegar hits an upright from 20. He's missed more field goals yeah. this year than he did last year. Yeah. Um, hits that upright, you know. Um, and, you know, Dave, I, this is, t- this is tic-tac, but I just think that, you know, they should have tried to get five more yards before that stout field goal. They had enough time. I still think they had a timeout. I, I don't know why they tried that field goal with eight seconds to go. Well, a lot of times teams are so conscious, especially quarterbacks, when you don't have a timeout left, you're, you're so conscious of get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, can't take a, cat, take, can't t- take a sack, can't take a sack. I believe there were 11 seconds left there. Yeah. You saw Clifford threw the ball like way too early, and he was like, uh, I don't want to make a mistake, and he just kind of threw it up in the air out of bounds. He was not going to take a sack. And they were coming in on him. I mean, I think he probably – there were a couple times they blitzed seven on him. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe he expected that. He just didn't want to make a mistake and get a sack. Uh, so, so they didn't have a timeout left run there? Another one, run another one with eight seconds left. Did they not have a timeout left? No, they didn't. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I wasn't sure about. 11 seconds and then eight seconds. And I would have kicked it with eight seconds too. But, you know, I might have taken a shot deep down the sideline because I don't think Indiana would have expected that. And, and, and then maybe he scores. Or he can get out of bounds one way or the other. But, but maybe I roll him out. You know, it, it, it is nitpicking. I don't yeah. think that's where they lost the game. No, no, absolutely. By any, by any means. But, it's I mean, it, you, you could see better than I could. How short was the field goal? Was it just short or was it a couple yards short? The field goal? Yeah, the 57 yard. I would say it was, it was a yard short. Wasn't it wide right? Or was no, it I think it was tough? online. I thought I, that's what I – we didn't have a good look at it. But well, I, I thought I, it was online. I didn't see, I didn't see the people. But it was – when he hit it, I knew it was no good. Put it that he way. thought it was good. His reaction, he thought it was no, good. No, from the side, I knew he didn't hit it enough. I said right, right afterward, I said, that doesn't have enough. 
uh, because there was a very slight wind also yeah. coming against the field goal, probably just okay. enough to blow it, blow it down before it got to the post. Cross so out. I guess I should probably say, Dave, real quick, this is the blue-white breakdown with Dave Jones and Bob Founders. The one thing I need to ask you, the one thing I need to ask you, and I, I, we got to talk about it, is so what was the experience like for you? Um, you know, how was your travel, and what was it like at the game? What was the atmosphere like? What was it like outside? The, is there anything you can kind of share, kind of paint? I know there were some players, parents at the games for both teams, but it seemed like a very sterile environment. Did, did you feel that way? What was it like? Yeah, I'm glad that people get to watch, and I'm glad that people can forget about what we're going through for a while. And this, let's face it, this is, this is not – a hardship for any of us right. so I don't care about that um, I'm just saying it's not college football it's not what I know I was sitting here and I just got done writing about it it's basically what I wrote my column about I thought maybe I could write the column only only about that but you know then all this happened and yeah. I had to kind of I actually went up and talked to some Indiana students who were all stuffed into a uh, there's 10 of these guys they, you should have been a student at this place Bob you would have been perfect I was there, I went to downtown Bloomington like in oh, whatever, one of the early games on the, when I was on the beat. And it's, uh, if you don't mind me saying, if the fans don't mind me saying, I was impressed with the drinking and the bars in uh, Bloomington. It seems like it's a good drinking town. <laughs> well, I, think, I think the campus itself is, is a very pretty campus. I've always yeah. thought that. You know, once you get out, outside of Bloomington, ugh, but, and, and we've, we've experienced some yeah. of that God knows. But, but I think Bloomington itself is very much different than, say, Purdue. I think it's a, a really yeah. pretty campus, a lot of beautiful limestone buildings. And the, the buildings around are cool. And these kids had the primo apartment house on, in, the, in the entire campus, straight across the street from beautiful. Memorial Stadium. And they're playing beer pong. Oh. Not beer pong. They're playing, they're playing die, die pong. Have you ever heard of this? Or a beer not. die. Beer die. You play, you play, it's like beer, beer pong, except you play with a die from dice, one die. Yeah. And I don't understand it. You throw it up in the air and you got to catch it on a bounce or something and someone drinks. Why didn't you get in on some of that action? I, I, had mask, I had a mask on and these knuckleheads, none of them did, but they all live with each other. So, you know, they, they, the damage is done already. Yeah. Whatever's, whatever's going on. Has all got on. There were a couple of girls there. There weren't too many kids there. They were reasonable and they were really nice kids and funny. And I went up and talked to them for a little while, took some pictures, sent them to Joe. And that's what Joe would have done if he'd been here. So I was thinking, I what, would Joe, what would Joe do? WWJD, what would Joe do as far as pictures? And I saw these knuckleheads across the street when yeah. I introduced myself and watched them play this game and then yeah. talk to them. And I mean, for them, here they are. They got this great apartment, one of them said. And now there's no football they can go to, you know. Uh, I talked to a couple of parents of Indiana player uh, who was just a freshman, and he wasn't going to probably play too many snaps except maybe on special teams. They drove 681 miles from Collins, Mississippi, yesterday. Yesterday. All, all day yesterday. Straight up. Straight up. I, I guess that's, uh, you know. Was that 10 hours? 10 or 11 hours? That's got to be, that's got to be 13, dude. They got here at 11 last night. They got yeah. here at 11 last night. They missed the thunderstorms. By the way, 
By the way, if this game had been yesterday, we would be in about the second quarter right now because there would have Michigan been about State five hours of lightning delay. Yeah, yeah. There, it would have been lightninged out. I think they would have postponed the game and played, to, played to tomorrow, actually, because it, they were some nasty lightning strikes. This was yeah. serious stuff, not like we had in East Lansing. Do you, real quick, Dave, before we close this up, I know that you're, I, I, I know, I, I have a feeling that you might be thinking this, but I might be wrong. Do you, as, as many mistakes as Penn State made today, how much of this do you think is, is on James Franklin? That decision is very likely the game, you know? I, I just, I just, you game it out. I, I, did you yeah. game out the math? What did you come up with, Helmer? It would have come it up. Had, I mean, even if they, if, you, if they take three knees, I think Indiana had one timeout at 140. I came up with 15 seconds very liberally, you know. I mean, very conservatively. I came up with 15 seconds left. Other people have come up with uh, Brett Ciancia, my bu buddy who's uh, the, uh, the metrics football guy, he said he came up with eight. And uh, wow. I know one of, our, one of our frequent texters came up with eight. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Mr. Happy Pants. Let's just call him Mr. Happy Pants that always is a big fan anyway, of everything Penn State does. Anyway, it, it's like this. It's, these aren't pros. They're yeah. college kids. They're 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old kids. And you can't ever be sure what they're going to do. If you're not absolutely positive they're going to do what you're telling them to do, then you take the chance out of it. You take, yeah, the, take, the, take the chance out of, their hands. of failure out of it. And a lot of coaches have been criticized for doing that too often, but they've been burned, man, especially yeah. basketball coaches. I know they're, they're very conservative in certain situations because they've been burned too often and they yeah. do the less risky thing all the time. I think in this case, I was thinking, man, okay, I would, I would have handed the ball off, but you've got to make your guy. You really only have to make a couple of guys. Sure. You got to make, you, you got to make the running back, positive that he knows and you, you got to of course sean clifford make sure he knows who else do you have to, who else needs to know yeah. that's it you got to be sure that those guys are on the on the on the right track this is, if if this is you're not sure this is such that's a, the head coach's job yeah this is a tough one man this is a tough loss well it's not like any of those other ones it's not like ohio state where you're playing superior players right i mean those hurt but not yeah. like this. And, oh, and superior I'll, players made I'll be curious to see how Indiana finishes up. I know this was the best. I think James is right. This was the best team, Indiana team they've seen. And they had them, they had them on the ground. They couldn't finish them. And well, that's, like that's, that's why I picked them to win. I, I really believe in Tom Allen. I didn't think this was um, a great team by any, yeah. by any stretch. But they've been so close so many times. I just thought they had to get over the hump. Dave we're, Dave, we're getting the wrap-up yeah, sign. Yeah. We got to go. Hey, hey, travel safe. Uh, are, you, are you heading back to Indianapolis? Yes. All right, I'll be in touch on your ride home. I will see you guys soon. All right, see ya.